Attention, all passengers. The traveling tourist is now boarding. Your safety is our top priority. In preparation for takeoff, please ensure your seatbelt is fastened. Hello, lovely humans, and welcome. I am your host, Debbie O'Brien, and I am the traveling tourist. Thank you for joining me today for episode number 14. Hello, everyone. I'm thrilled to have on my podcast today, Julia Kulik from JC Travel. She's all the way in Kiev, Ukraine. Julia and her husband, Alexander Shripka, own JC Travel in Ukraine. When I had the opportunity to visit Kiev three years ago on a fam with a group of travel agents, JC Travel spent several days with us, showed us all the sites, and I must say, they did attend to our every need. I believe I'm an ambassador of your country, and with this podcast, I would love to share it with others. So, welcome, Julia. Thank you so much for being here today. It's certainly great to uh, have you on this show. Oh, hello, Debbie. Hello, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to talk about Ukraine, my country I'm in love with, and uh, surely, like, you're always welcome to Ukraine. <laughs> so, Julie and I have been in contact through Facebook since I visited your beautiful mm -hmm. country, but this is the first actual conversation we've had, so I'm really excited about today. How are things in Ukraine? Oh, things are okay, you know, it's it's getting, so we are preparing for winter <laughs> in terms of, you know, pandemic, uh, so the borders are open and visitors are coming, that's good. Tourism is step by step returning back. I'm not saying to normal, we live in a new, new normal, let's say, but at least we have, you know, uh, some tourism restoration in Ukraine. Oh, that's great news. What is the temperature in Kiev right now? Uh, in Kiev at the moment is around 10 plus 10 Celsius. But you know, I'm checking the weather at the moment and uh, I see that in a week we should expect snow. So yeah, winter is coming. <laughs> oh, it is. We have, we've had a little bit of snow here. So you're always such a busy lady and your excitement for travel is quite inspiring. And I frequently see you on adventures. Mm -hmm. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about your company, JC Travel, and what you do? Yeah, so I am one of the founders uh, of JC Travel. It's an incoming tour operator based in Kyiv, Ukraine. So it is our family business and we're uh, running together with my husband, Alex. And uh, we specialize on uh, handcrafted tours by minibuses or minivans around Ukraine and uh, even beyond. And we create and uh, operate customized tours around Ukraine as well as Moldova. And we used to do Belarus, but uh, at the moment we stopped it because, you know, you know the situation over there. And so far we don't, do not plan it for 2022. Yeah, so we have tours for private customers and uh, small groups. And uh, also it is for us very important to provide a customized approach to every guest and we try to be flexible even on a group tour as well. Okay, so if a couple was to go over, you could accommodate in that respect? Yeah, sure. 
We do a lot of private tours and for couples as well, for solo travelers, for families, maybe, you know, some company of friends who are coming, just not only small groups. We even can uh, arrange uh, for our partners like big groups, but we focus on small groups. Okay. And are there tours suitable for seniors? Uh, you know, the oldest guest that we had was uh, 82 years old. So yeah, we can, we actually do that, we arrange that. And, you know, we pay attention to uh, walking abilities and health conditions of guests and provide with the comfortable vehicles for excursions. And uh, we try to make the pace of a tour more relaxed for senior travelers. For instance, the itineraries won't be so busy and intense. So basically, we adjust every tour to every guest. That's great. You know, I was actually, when we were on the FAM, we had uh, an excursion uh, scheduled and it ended up being so hot that day that we were just melting and you did switch it up so that we could do something different which made it a lot more pleasant and we got to experience everything anyway so yeah that was great if i was to send clients to you uh what could they expect they could expect enjoying ukraine and basically uh, we would work with you on an itinerary for them, yeah, you know, because it's very important uh, to take into account all the client's wishes and preferences. So that's how we create customized tours. So we receive like all the information about the wishes, the budget even, uh, hotels preferences, uh, what they would like to see or at least their interest. And then we develop itinerary based on this information. Like you stayed in Kyiv with us, but you didn't travel to Lviv. Do you normally just tour within Kyiv or do you accompany clients to other areas as well? First of all, it was really a pleasure to see you in, in Kyiv and to, to, to spend time with you and all other tour members. Uh, in your case, I didn't travel with you to Lviv because your farm tour was arranged by us, by, by my company in Kiev, but in Lviv it was arranged by Lviv Tourism Authority. Also, normally I don't really travel with guests throughout their tours. It can be just some exceptions, for instance, some guests book me as a travel manager, or it's a media or promo tour for journalists or for, for our partners. Uh, but uh, I always try to meet every guest, uh, every group when they are in Kiev. It's important to meet them personally and to talk to them, to find out about their experience, their impressions as well, and to get to know what they liked. And if there is anything that they don't like, I will have a chance to improve my company services. Well, we certainly enjoyed your company and actually we were quite sad. The whole, And I'm speaking on behalf of our whole group of ladies that traveled. We were really sad to leave you because you actually made our trip there. It was just so much fun and we really enjoyed being with you. Oh, it's a pleasure. Yeah, I miss those times. Good memories. <laughs> they were really good memories. What, what led you down the path of travel? Like where, where's your beginning here? That's a really good question. <laughs> to, to keep the long story short, I would say that my beginning was when I first traveled abroad, it was, I was like uh, around 18 years old. So I saw many foreign tourists and then I, I somehow knew that this is what I'd like to do in my life. Uh, 
I'd like to show and to open up Ukraine to the world. And that time I've got this feeling and confidence that I will have my own travel company. So I do, <laughs> I do have. Well, you certainly made that happen. What makes Ukraine a special place to visit? Wow, that's, you know, one of the most difficult questions because simply Ukraine is wow. And uh, I can talk a lot about my country. I say, I always say that Ukraine is a unique, diverse and authentic destination. Uh, it's the largest uh, country in Europe and Ukraine is proud to have a number of amazing places to visit. Uh, from mountains and ski resorts to the Black Sea, valleys of wine yards, and uh, we have even one of the largest deserts in Europe, can you imagine? Everybody can definitely find something for his or her taste. Ukraine is also interesting for those who likes nature, who may want to enjoy the landscapes of the Carpathian Mountains, and uh, travelers also have chance to visit the homes of local people who live in the small villages in the mountains. Oh, and wow. This is also amazing, yeah. And the history of Ukraine, of course, is deeply diverse. It has, we have uh, seven UNESCO World Heritage Sites, as well as marvelous uh, natural wonders. And of course, getting to know the local cuisine is one of the most exciting things about traveling to a new country, right? That is correct. Real paradise for foodies of any time from, you know, meat eaters to vegetarians. And uh, there are many unique places in Ukraine, for instance, such as Chernobyl or the Museum of Missile Forces or different uh, fortresses of the countries. Plus, and I think it's very important to say that nowadays many travelers are looking for um, undiscovered, not overcrowded destinations for their trips. And for Ukraine, it's a big advantage to be such a destination that is not spoiled by mass tourism, especially after pandemic times, right? Simply because travelers will not see many other tourists in the country. How many days would you suggest travelers visit to see enough sites and have some time to explore on their own? Uh, first of all, I would say that it depends on the duration of a trip and what cities are visited. As per my experience, for instance, uh, we recommend at least three days in Kiev. So two days could be packed with tours and the third one to explore on their own. And the same goes for Odessa and for Kiev or Lviv. And for instance, uh, for the whole trip around Ukraine, we recommend minimum seven and it's up to like 10, 12 days. But you know, we had even cases when travelers spent 30, 40 days on tours in Ukraine. <laughs> That's really a lot. <laughs> and, and I'm sure they could be busy the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> So you would recommend visiting at least two cities while in Ukraine, right? Yeah, sure. I usually recommend to see as many places and cities as possible. But yeah, at least two cities in Ukraine should be seen for sure. It can be Lviv and Kiev or Kiev and Odessa. And this is uh, like the basic start. And visitors always would like to return to Ukraine to see and discover more and to go beyond cities. 
Oh, I can understand why. It's on my bucket list to come back there again. And we never made it to a beach while we were there. And that's something that I wanted to do. In your opinion, what's the best beach? And, and can that be added to a tour if requested? Well, you know, beaches are not the best side of Ukraine's tourism. And mostly Ukrainians go to local beaches in summer and such um, domestic tourism started developing when borders were closed in 2020. But foreign guests very rare show, uh, show interest in going to beaches, indeed very rare. But if they do, of course, uh, it's uh, in Odessa and the region. Mm -hmm. You had mentioned cuisine before. When we were there, it seemed like we were always eating, which, by the way, I very much enjoyed. And we tried a wide variety of the cuisine when we visited. What is your favorite dish and why? Yeah, Ukrainian cuisine is indeed delicious. <laughs> I can say that it's one of the best in the world, if just unknown, you know. <laughs> Frankly, I like many uh, Ukrainian dishes. Of course, uh, number one for me is Ukrainian borscht. Yeah, it's a uh, red soup. Mm. And it has many recipes and it's different in different regions of Ukraine. And uh, what's good, it's not really hard to make it at home. And my whole family just loves it. <laughs> <laughs> and the second choice, uh, I can say there are two dishes, potato pancakes and vareniki. Vareniki is like dumplings filled with potato, but basically it can be sour, it can be sweet, but my daughter likes vareniki with potato and basically everything about potato, that's her favorite and my favorite as well. <laughs> wow, that's something I might have to try when I return. Is there one myth about the travel industry that you would like to debunk? So I'd like to debunk that Ukraine is cheap. You know, you may heard uh, that, oh, everything is so cheap in Ukraine and Ukraine is a cheap destination. Well, not, not really. First of all, uh, to me, cheap means like bad, bad quality. Yeah, and secondly, uh, Ukraine is affordable destination without loss of comfort and quality. You can find great um, accommodations in central location of cities. You can find wonderful food and drinks in nice restaurants and prices for meals indeed less than in other European countries. We have inexpensive taxi, public transport, uh, entrance tickets to museums. However, uh, the prices are still there kind of close to European, but they are still less than there. So, that is why we say that Ukraine is affordable destination in Eastern Europe. But just please, like, you shouldn't expect prices for five-star hotels uh, for $100, for instance, or prices for tour guides who are professionals for something like $10. So this is not the case. Ukraine is not cheap. Ukraine is affordable destination. Okay. Thank you for clarifying that. That's a really good point. What is your favorite tourist spot to show your visitors? People have really different interests. So probably my favorite tourist spot depends on what guests like. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to answer this question okay, from my perspective. I'll name uh, a few spots, okay? Because it's really impossible to name just one. Ukraine is quite a huge country. Uh, the first one uh, to me in Kyiv, it's uh, St. Sophia Cathedral. 
it's a UNESCO site. You've been there. Oh, right? it's You've absolutely there. breathtaking. Yes. It's not active cathedral. Do you remember that it's a museum and it has a very special peaceful atmosphere and really impressive history. And also it's original from the 11th century. The second spot is the Chernobyl exclusion zone. It's uh, really the most unique place in the world. And I think that everybody at least once should visit this place and uh, learn um, the history lesson. By the way, uh, we have a YouTube, a YouTube channel, JC Travel Ukraine. So, and we have videos about Chernobyl where we tell more about what to see there, about safety. And we try to answer many questions that usually guests ask before going there. So it's just very useful. Uh, and the third spot is the Museum of Missile Forces. I don't know if you have heard about it. It's a former military secret nuclear rocket base during USSR. It's also a unique place. And basically there are just two such museums in the world, one in the United States and another one here in Ukraine. And it's really, really impressive place where you can go around 30 meters down to the common room where officers before, yeah, when it, it was active uh, base, they were on duty and ready to press the so-called red button. And uh, I've never met any guest who would say like, hey, this visit was useless or not worth going there. So everybody is always, always impressed with this museum. Wow. I think and my husband course, would really enjoy that too. <laughs> or, yeah, and you too. I, I can assure you that you would, you know, you would like it too. And the last one, the last one to me is one small village in the Ukrainian, Ukrainian Carpathians. It's called Verkhovina, where their guests um, can immerse themselves into the life of locals and learn about the traditional costumes, culture, musical instruments, uh, again, traditions. We also have video about this uh, on our YouTube channel, and I'm just loving this place. This is really amazing. So four, at least four, <laughs> because there are more places in Ukraine that, you know, that my favorite. <laughs> it's amazing some of the places that we were at. Do you have any future plans with your company that you wish to share? Ah, uh, you know, there is a saying, if you want to meet God love, tell him about your plans. <laughs> <laughs> you know, during the pandemic, it's really difficult to make some long-term plans. Uh, but yeah, of course, we do make plans. For instance, now we're working on goals for 2022. I cannot say about some specific ones, but we made a priority for, for markets that, that we would like to, so guests would come to Ukraine, yeah. And also there are a few companies uh, that I'd like to start collaboration with, so I'm working on that process. <laughs> okay. Where do people come from to visit Ukraine? from the United States, from Canada, uh, from before the pandemic, many tourists we had from Asia, well, from Europe, of course, uh, Germany, Netherlands, United Kingdom. And also, uh, I forgot to say about the South America as well, there are Argentina and Brazil that tourists visit Ukraine, yeah. 
Let's get into some personal stuff now. What does a typical day in the life of Julia look like? My daily routine is to find the optimal solution how to balance between work and family. <laughs> oh, that's a good one, yes. <laughs> yeah. But basically nowadays I work like five, six hours per day and then I take care of my daughter's studies. So she has school, some other lessons as well, so she learns English and so on. And again, because of the pandemic at the moment, I work from home. So it helps me to adjust my time and to have some flexible plans. So I can work, for example, late in the evening and sometimes even at night and then take care of my personal or family stuff during the day. You know, this is like, this is the life right now. Not many travels and uh, especially fall and winter season is when we, we we usually make plans for 2022 we discuss with travelers with partners about the tours and so on well that definitely is building so uh, it, it's coming your daughter paulina does she share any interest in any of your business plans she's learning english at the moment so she tries to be fluent in it wow that's wonderful um, uh, before the pandemic, every year we were coming to the United States and we, we, we've been to Canada as well with Paulina. We took her because there were some travel shows, so we participated and like she worked with us. She helped us a lot, you know, so yeah, so uh, she's just, she's not observing uh, from, from, from like from some point the, the business, she is participating, yeah somehow but at the moment i just share with her some plans i'm telling her about the tourists you know different nationalities uh, so i hope that the next year she will travel with us to the united states <laughs> for again for business i think it's important to so kids will be involved not just some distant uh, from parents but they are involved Oh, definitely. And she has a great teacher. I do know that for a fact. <laughs> yeah, it's great to have kids involved. They're the future for us, right? Yeah, that's for sure. And Alec, when did you meet him in your life? Was it love at first sight? How did you get to where you are now as a couple? We were studying uh, at the same university with Alex, but we started dating like a few years later after we graduated from the university. So we knew each other, but we just didn't pay attention to each other. But <laughs> later, <laughs> love comes, you know. So we had a really great family and relationships and feelings and business and daughter and you know i'm happy to have the best husband in the world oh so it was just natural then that you um ended up together yeah yeah life, life was was like this you know <laughs> <laughs> So Julia, thank you so much for joining my show today. It was a great time, jam-packed with lots of information. Where can listeners find you online? Thank you, Debbie, for having me. And it's really a pleasure to talk with you about Ukraine and my company a little bit. So uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all social media, I'm there, I'm online. <laughs> Uh, Instagram, uh, it's Jewel Travel to Ukraine. 
Facebook is Yulia Kulip. Everybody can follow me. I post a lot of information, a lot of pictures about Ukraine, and I'm trying to say that, hey, Ukraine is awesome. Uh, you just need to come to see, to experience, and to have the best travel memories that is possible to have in Ukraine. With the best travel tour company in Ukraine. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And I hope to talk to you again soon and be planning trips with you. It's my pleasure. Thank you too. Take care. Bye, Julia. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. Of course, if you wish to learn more about me, please feel free to check out and follow my Facebook page at Destinations with Debbie O'Brien. You can also find me on Instagram as Destinations with Debbie. I hope you are enjoying these short episodes and would be very grateful if you would follow, share, and even leave me a message. Until next time, lovely humans, smile and wave. Safe travels, everyone. We hope you've had a pleasant flight. Look forward to seeing you again soon.